Everybody, what's up? New Cinema Enema, right here. Zach, myself, and uh, very special. If you guys have been following the channel as a whole this month, uh, you guys might know that we have River Manito as well for this one. Yeah. What's up? My last show of the year, so uh, you better savor it. Savor the gummies. <laughs> In true Cinema Enema fashion, uh, the top half of the hour, or per se, we are going to hit the hit each other up with news. We're going to talk about that and what we've been watching and stuff like that. And then we'll get into the film that's that topic uh, at the end, uh, which was Riverman's choice, by the way. We'll get into that later. Uh, we start with news. And uh, to be honest with you guys, I was looking up uh, stuff and headlines, and there's not a whole, going on, a whole lot going on with coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, I guess the biggest news in, in film is the fact that there are no films. And everything's been pushed back. and They put out that shit on, uh, you can just stay at home and watch uh, The Invisible Man and shit. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing you could talk about, right? Uh, so, a lot of stuff that was in the cinema, briefly, went straight to VOD, Invisible Man, Onward, uh, The Hunt. That movie can't catch a break, let me tell you. <laughs> you know? Because I think The Hunt... Uh, didn't that first try and release when it was politically not very sound to, and then it got delayed, right? Or was it a gun shooting? A shooting happened, right? I think the president like a bitched about it on his Twitter, and then like that was the last I heard about it. <laughs> like they probably pulled it away. Well, I don't know if it was timed around like a mass shooting or or something. There was something that made it bad timing, and they they shelved it, and it was gonna come out again, and then this shit happens. So now it's just doomed to be video on demand. So you can rent that now. Uh, like we already talked about, Invisible Man. Onward's going to go to Disney Plus, um, stuff like that. And people are expediting uh, video on demand releases too um, to satisfy people that are bored. But I mean, d- let it be known they're not exactly doing it out of the kindness of their heart. I mean, they're they're sending out mass emails and press releases, acting as if it's some sort of token of charity because of what everybody's going through right now. But if they gave a fuck, they wouldn't charge twenty bucks when they know that people lost their jobs and shit. I- I mean, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. They're they're let it not confuse you. They're a business that's hoping to recoup some losses, which on one hand, I don't blame them. I get it. These movies are expensive. And at the end of the day, they have a ship to fucking run. But yeah, but they're 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 using it as an excuse to come off as compassionate and and for good PR. But yeah, they're charging you 20 bucks. And I was I wanted to see Invisible Man because I've heard pretty pretty good things about it and i'm like and i looked at the 20 dollar price tag for a 48 hour rental i'm like dude in fucking normally in like two or three months i'd be able to buy the 4k for that i'm not renting it and plus the greatest invisible man movie ever made is fucking it stars kevin bacon it's called hollow man just watch that instead it shows yeah. the cock in it a lot of other things you could do um the hunt i'm not gonna waste 20 i want 20 dollars to rent the hunt no thanks like at what point are they like okay let's uh let's knock it down to 299 because uh, when video on demand, when a movie's a new release, you know, for out of theaters, they charge five ninety nine, right? It's like six bucks. Marking it down to two ninety nine would make too much sense because then more people would rent it. They'd make more money. Well, they're too stupid. 
I, per, me personally, I don't even like to rent new releases when they're traditionally new releases for rents. And it's like five ninety nine. I, you know, after a little bit, they go down to two ninety nine. and, you know, I've rented some I, movies. Cheapskate. Why? Well, I, I don't want to fucking take, there's you want to spend six dollars. If there's something you really want to see, I'll spend five ninety nine to rent it. Yeah, if I really want to see it, I'm not going to fucking rent twenty. I'm not going to pay twenty dollars to see uh, Invisible Man, and I'm not going to. No. I'm not going to pay six bucks to take a gamble on something. Like if it was a movie I wanted to see in theaters, I'll pay six bucks. But I'm not. I'm running out of shit to watch, Todd. I've been in quarantine like you guys. We've been watching the fuck out of movies, and he's like been, he's been very slowly making his way through the shittiest stuff he could watch, and then neglecting the good stuff. It's very true, and we'll get to that when we talk what we've been watching. <laughs> so I, I have a, that, that list of shit is long. I tell him, I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, like Midsummer, I give it a nine. Uh, Parasite, I give it a nine. So what's he watch whenever? Uh, I mean, Midsummer, it's on fucking, uh, it's it's streaming on Prime. No, I'm gonna watch fucking uh, the Jane Saw Bob reboot, even though Zachary told me it's it's like just okay at best until the end. And I I hated it worse <laughs> than he did. But no, so basically, I'm running out of stuff to watch, so I'm looking at renting, and I've been renting stuff, but I'm not willing to pay five ninety nine for gambles either because this shit's adding up fast, man. I mean, I'm lucky enough to where I have a job where I can still work from home, but shit you not, I'm still spending more money due to all this stuff. And uh, and who knows? Like None of this stuff is guaranteed for anybody. It's not just the burger flippers. I just think the shelf life on a job like mine or a job like Rivers is a little longer, right, than, than maybe a burger flipper. But, I mean, eventually our place of employment might start running out of reasons to give us work. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what's yep. going to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, so I got to be kind of picky, man. I've been buying all kinds of fucking bullshit uh, quarantine food just because I had no other choice, man. You go Getting to the fat, huh? Oh, God. I have no choice this week, man. I don't know what I'm going to do because uh, I couldn't even find chicken. I couldn't even find big bags of chicken to like grill off for the week. I heard uh, semen has a lot of calories, too. That can't be doing good. <laughs> I mean, hey, come out here and start our compound, man, and we'll start working together on that. We're going to, Todd and I, we're going to start an apocalypse compound. I mean, I'm the designated leader. I've already, I've already said that. And uh, yeah, man, if it gets to it and Todd has to start drinking your cum to survive, I'll support it. I won't judge you. I'll do it. All right. (laughs) Now, so yeah, that's really all there is for news. Obviously, uh, movies that were yet to actually be released in theaters before all this shit hit the fan uh, are getting like delayed indefinitely. Of course, you have all your big temple shit, your fast and furious movies, uh, your Marvel movies, all this stuff is just delayed. They might have like placeholder dates for them, but we all know this shit's going to get bumped off more. I Even if this stuff was all contained, this virus, by July, I don't think they want Fast and Furious 9 coming out right out in, in the start of August. They just don't. I don't know if we don't know if people are going to be financially able and willing to go to a bunch of movies. I know they'll be itching to get out and like, fuck yeah, let me go to a movie, but who knows what people's wallets are going to look like. We don't know what's going on. So I bet you, um, I think a lot of shit's getting delayed till next year. Like really long. That doesn't surprise me. Wouldn't that be great if this basically just kicked everybody's ass into gear? They stopped going and watching all these shitty Marvel movies, and all of a sudden this stuff doesn't make money. They got to yes. start making good shit again. Yes. Look, this I'm, is I'm going, with Zach on this one. You know, I think this is going to put a nail in the coffin of actual cinemas because uh, studios, they're making their money by doing this VOD thing, right? Charging 20 bucks. But the cinemas, they make their money on, you know, leasing out these films and when people popcorn. buy the popcorn and shit, right? They're, shut, they're having to shut all their doors. So, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll get some sort of bailout. Who knows what the fuck's going on with these businesses and whatever. But um, 
They're too big to fail. After three months, six months, however, know how, whoever knows how long this is going to go on. Uh, is this going to be too detrimental of a hit for them to survive? And if they do, are people going to be so used to like, hey, man, I've been just renting this stuff VOD directly, and it's kind of nice. I'm tired of paying $12 a ticket and then $20 for popcorn. Um, or are people going to be itching to go to the cinema like after being locked down for so long? I don't. Nobody actually paid for those movies on VOD. Yeah, I did. Unless I, they were like, oh, somebody else did, and I just I downloaded the illegal copy that they ripped. Typically, I'm all about like putting money into the system. I really am. But when I see $20 for Invisible Man, look, I'm not paying that. 20 is too much, man. That's not, You don't even own it. It's just to freaking rent it. And like I said, movies come to physical release so fast these days. Hypothetically, in a couple of months, I could buy the 4K of Invisible Man for probably like 20 bucks. So... What, what the? I, I did watch the trailer for that, by the way, and it did look pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm going to wait for it to come down or or whatever. Or like I said, if I have to watch it another way, I mean, at this point, I'm not, I don't want to watch it that bad. To I'm not really sweating. So is the uh, Dark Universe from Universal back on or what? It's like another one. It's weird because they canceled it when the Tom Cruise thing happened. And it was like A-list, right? Which is hilarious because like, oh, we, we failed with one movie. Let's just cancel it all. Fucking that. They have nothing. Like, there's no drive behind these people. Well, I mean, Marvel was kind of like that. Iron Man was a hit, but the second movie, the Edward Norton Hulk, it didn't do the same numbers, but they kept going. But if, if Hulk had been the first one and not Iron Man, they might have scrapped it, too. Um, but See, that's what should have happened. I don't know what, what fucking went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I think the whole fucking system needs an enema. I think uh, Hollywood needs a reset button. I mean, I wouldn't even care if it burned down at this point. It just really does. Like, we need to restart everything. It needs to go, I don't know, just just put it back on indie people. Like, let's start over. Let's start over from scratch. Build new stars. Build new hungry directors. You know, build new legacies because it is trash. I mean. We get more movies like the Poughkeepsie Tapes. Oh, great. We're going we're gonna to talk right. about that. I don't want to jump ahead of us. But, okay, so as far as news, obviously, that's, that's really the main thing. Uh, other things I was looking through. You can tell there's not a lot going on, man. There's a drought. I've been going on places like Bloody Disgusting and Dread Central, and they're really grasping at straws for headlines. It's actually pretty sad. Like when most of your page, your homepage is made up of uh, movies, not even like a whole movie list of what's coming to Netflix next month, single movies. And it's not even like I read a headline, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is hitting you on Netflix next month. I'm like, this movie's been on and off Netflix for years. It's like Mac. How is that Dude, news? Mac, ta- Mac, Mac uh, tagged me. I don't know if he tagged you, Zach. Like, oh, hell yeah. And it was like somebody had the, the, the fucking headline of Mortal Kombat movie hitting Netflix coming at your face next month. I'm like, Mac, why is this exciting? This was on Netflix just two months ago and they took it off and now it's just back on again. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> he well, cracks me up. Mortal Kombat hits net- Netflix next month as well. That's what I just, <laughs> what? Huh? What? That's coming back. What? 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 What's? Is is there an echo? What's going on? Riverman was just phoning it in the last five minutes. Riverman. That's literally what I just got done doing a tirade over. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, what do you think I just said? Oh, I thought you were talking about a different movie. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's what I would say too. I thought you meant Immortal Kombat with uh, our boy from uh, fucking. They live in it. Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, I was looking up the recently watched films that I've checked out. 
Okay. You never, you never studied doing the old Ghostbusters line. You never studied. Uh, all right. So after that this explains why I'm never on the show anymore. <laughs> all right. So yeah, it's like grasping at straws and even like Mac, I'm like, Mac, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Like, first of all, I own this, you know, I own this. We've talked about this. Why would I give a shit? And B, these are movies that are on and off Netflix all the time. But you, even you say that you don't fucking go get the fucking case and uh, do all that hard work to put in the movie. You would rather just watch stream it. No, true. If it's if it's streaming, yeah, dude, I'll fucking stream it. And it is harder for me to actually go fish out the movie. But still, like, uh, like that movie was streaming and Annihilation just a couple of months ago, and it's been on and off Netflix the past like four or five years, six years. It's like, well, it's not special. It'll get taken off in a month, and it'll come back in a few more. Um, what else news wise? Scream is getting another sequel. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I think it's probably is Blumhouse doing that too. I like Scream. Oh, everybody, Scream. Oh, what? I like the first two Scream movies. The first one I enjoyed when it first came out. Yeah, they're fine. We never did any of them. We could we could do the first Scream movie. I wouldn't mind doing it. It's it's a fun movie. Uh, I watched it not that long ago actually. But yeah, another Scream sequel. Uh, it's being directed by God knows who, and I think it's Godsmack. I think this one's Sully from Godsmack. Yeah, Sully or Sully Erna. Sully Erna's doing it. He's gonna fucking tear it up. Uh. <laughs> Fucking uh, the ghost face gonna come in. Uh, stay away from me. See, no, uh, it's amazing. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Do you think? Uh, do you think Sully Erna, the director, would have like a female intern? And uh, you know, he's like being testy that day, and she tries to bring him his coffee, and EJ ain't having it, and he's all like, "Hey, little bitch!" Because that's what he does all the time. And then, yeah, stay away. Do as I told you. James Hetfield r- ripped him off. He really did. And he his, fucking did. Well, his sing in his verse, like his singing voice is uh, very Lane Staley, right? He's not as good at playing guitar, though. He can only downpick. <laughs> <laughs> not as good as Sully at playing guitar. Okay. Sully doesn't play guitar, but even he's better. He does play That's guitar, right. actually. No, he does play guitar, actually. <laughs> I love shitting on the Aaron. Look, Sully Erna does yeah. play guitar. I've somehow seen Godsmack four times live, and it just kind of happens. Like, well, how is Godsmack Beta. here, and why am I here? I know. I agree. Uh, they were opening up for Metallica when I saw them. I know, dude. Like, I, I feel that way, too. In those moments. Fucking, uh, Metallica should have been opening up for them. <laughs> when, I, when I catch myself in those moments where I'm somehow at a Godsmack performance, I am like, man, for the next two hours, I'm a beta. I feel it surging through my veins but no well, yeah remember we went to the festival and i wanted to leave before godsmack and you were all pissed off well i i like to i like to judge it i'm like there like hey, let's just watch it for a second let's see you've, what they it was funny you've dude seen him how many times it was funny though man because that particular performance that uh he's talking about it was rob zombie that played before him and then alice cooper before that and uh like half of this radio festival crowd left with after rob zombie and that's the first thing that guy came out on stage they played a song and after the song, the first song was over, he's like, where did everybody go? <laughs> and he was doing his rock and roll frontman voice. Like, not, not, hello, Cleveland. It's like, where the fuck did you all go? It was so funny, man. Um, but no, he does play guitar because I think after the first album, he started playing guitar. So most of the set is, is him, like, just kind of strumming away on open fucking chords. And it's, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, we're spending too much time talking about that guy. So Kevin Williamson. Does he strum is, up, though? That's all that matters. Okay, <laughs> the Scream sequel's been written by Kevin Williamson. I, I guess he didn't write the fourth Scream movie for some reason. Didn't him and Wes Craven have a falling out of sorts? And that's why they didn't collaborate um, on that one? Yeah, Wes Craven died. Well, no, because Wes Craven directed Scream 4, but Kevin Williamson didn't write it and had nothing to do with it. I, I think he did. He didn't. Uh, I don't know. I thought he did. Well, I'm going to... 
I'm going to look at it just so, because I don't want to get my shit wrong here, but I could have swore I was reading something about this new one uh, and them talking about he was coming back to write. Hold on. Well, even if he did do the last one, they still say he's coming back. I know, but okay, so he did write it. Fuck me. All right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I am the fucking master. <laughs> I'm the king. Uh, you know, the only other news, honestly, it's not even really news. Well, hey, Zach, that Blair Witch game's coming to Nintendo Switch. Wasn't that only like a PSVR thing? Or was it a PC know. thing? It's on, I think it's on all the systems. Is it? Okay. Have you played it, Zach? Uh, I can for free. Uh, I'm thinking, I was thinking about it. I might. I mean, I just can't do the first person. Zach, I tried doing Resident Evil 7. I tried playing it today. I played it for a good hour, hour and a half. But at the end of it, I was just so sick. I'm like, I just can't physically play this anymore. Just off yourself. It's got to be better than the new Terminator game. Oh. Oh God! You might even think about that, Riverman. Like that, you, looks, you, that looks awful. Riverman, you said you put eight hours into that Resident Evil Seven. I looked at I looked at all your trophies, dude, and they're like all story based. There's no way you did. Yeah, well, <laughs> I eight got hours. It, it take it takes me forever to get through a damn game. I'm, I'm not just, a good gamer. I'm just saying, like I've I've got more story based trophies than you, and I ain't putting I'm no sure eight hours. I'm, in. I've put eight hours in of my time, not the game time. <laughs> <laughs> Walking into a wall, boom, boom, yeah. Boom. Dying multiple times. Going back and forth, wondering where the fuck to go. Yeah. I'm not stuck anymore, Zach. Like, I, I was actually, progr- well, I think I, I hit a hurdle when I stopped, but I just, I can't. Hitting, playing over an hour was enough. I'm like, I can't. I just feel sick. I can't do it. I don't give a fuck anymore. I mean, the game is fun and it's kind of cool, but I don't know. It's a lot of like creepypasta shit. Run away from this person. Don't let m- mama whatever catch you. Don't let Jack catch you or whatever. I'm like, this is kind of, yeah. it's kind of getting old. No, no, it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, dude. It's awesome. I I know, but Todd, I don't think you're that far. It just I'm getting. T- I want some action now. It's like, can I progress with the story? I'm. T- you want some action? What the fuck? Go play part five and six. I, I want part punch and boulders. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just saying I can't. That one didn't make you sick, by the way. I can't do. It's the first person thing. I can't do it. I can't do it for too, too, too long. So I can't play a game that looks like it does whenever I just walk down the street in real life. Well, it's different. I have peripheral vision in real life. I, you don't know those fucking games. I thought you were getting the new Doom game. Oh, I did. I got it in the mail. And I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, you hate first person. Send it to me <laughs> since you're too beta to play it. I'm going to give it a shot tonight. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, I'm regret- I probably should have got it on Switch so I had that descaled frame rate. Yeah, whenever you inevitably can't play it because you're a pussy, send it to me. Might happen. Might happen. Uh, anyway, I just can't deal with it. I'm counting down the days for RE3, though. See, that's more my speed. I can't tell you why I get sick with that shit, but I do. Um, but anyway, and, and old school FPS didn't make me sick. I could play the old Doom. I could have played like old school PC Hexen and shit like that or uh, Wolfenstein. That doesn't make me sick. So I don't know what it is. Um, but but no, I same thing, man. Uh, River, my lady was up here, you know, watching me play. I was like, "Hey, just come up here and watch me play." And she said the same thing. Did like, you after- have to give it to a real man and let her play it for you? Listen, no, <laughs> you know, you know what she said after fifteen minutes? Like, this game is making me dizzy. She said the same thing. I'm like, I know, right? You're made for each <laughs> other, the Beta family. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> All right, Beta O'Rourke. Let's. Uh, okay, the only other news thing I want. <laughs> the only other news thing I want to say is I was looking on these headlines and. Uh, Somebody did an interview with Linda Hamilton, and once again, they're talking about. Did you ever see Dark Fate River? No, huh? You got you got to watch it just to put your stamp on it, just to let us know your opinion. AKA Terminator Deep Fake. Did you watch it, Zach? Not yet. I got it. 
you definitely it's not one of those movies where it's like oh god kill me just end i mean it's a thing you can sit through it and watch it so it's not gonna be like torture but you're gonna as a fan you're gonna be like what the fuck are they doing um anyway uh I don't know if I want to even talk about it because you've never seen it. Do you already know all the spoilers? You kind of live in a cave, so you don't you don't even know like a lot of stuff that's all over online. Should I even tell you? I I don't. Yeah, I don't know any of the spoilers. You can tell me. I'm probably not going to watch it until it goes down to five ninety nine. It's ten bucks to buy. All right. So the big the big controversy is that they killed John Connor in the first one minute in the movie, right? Oh, was Edward Furlong in it? Well, so they deep faked his head onto a yeah, fucking so, younger so, actor. It was rumored from the get-go. The story was already out there online months before it came out, and I saw it, and it seemed pretty legit. So, and it, and it all it was all right. But even then, I was hoping, like, okay, well, maybe, hopefully, they're going to give the the John Connor character at least some kind of credit where it's due, and we're going to get like, um, maybe he's going to die in the opening, but we're going to get like ten minutes. Maybe it's going to be really cool. Maybe it's going to be him in the future. He stopped Judgment Day. Maybe he's working as like a boring fucking accountant or he's working an office job and he just totally changed trajectory. That would be interesting. And a Terminator comes out of nowhere and kills him. No, dude. The movie starts off at a bang on a beach like him and Sarah Connor. This is like right after Judgment Day. They stopped Judgment Day and they, you know, they left the border, right? Because they were fugitives, right? Yeah. So it starts off. They're on a beach in, I think, Costa Rica having a Mai Tai or whatever. And John Connor's going to pick up a fucking taco from a stand to bring it back to Sarah. Who's at like a, a Tiki hut bar. And all of a sudden uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator comes onto the beach, like out of the water or something. I don't fucking or onto the beach and just fucking takes a shotgun and blows him away. <laughs> Death by taco. So it, it's kind of like a executive decision. Steven Seagal moment. He was in the movie at least a half hour, Todd. Jeez. <laughs> and, and let me tell you this Edward Furlong was even saying yeah I'm in the movie yeah I'm in there no they deep faked him it's they got it they got someone that had the same body and hairstyle as uh, Sarah Connor circa 1991 they got a little kid to kind of play uh, young John Connor and they got someone to play young Arnold and they deep faked their, their digital faces on him Ugh. and it's cringe as fuck it's kind of like the digital Arnold they did in the last one yeah, yeah. Well, at least you had Arnold in it, like a legitimate Arnold to legitimize it, like fighting him. But this was just this was all very off putting, and it was really weird to see. Like, uh, it felt like that 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 never seen the light of day Beetlejuice Hawaiian style sequel. Like, why am I seeing the Terminator on a tropical beach with people all happy and mai tais? And it just it felt weird. But uh, anyway, there's an article that just came out where Helena uh, Hamilton was addressing that again. And she basically said, of course, I know it probably pissed people off. She's pretty vocal, man. Even after the movie came out, she's like, I'm glad it's done. She doesn't give a shit shit. Just give me the paycheck. She's kind of like that. She wasn't really doing a good job of selling the movie. Um, But uh, what was she saying? She says, well, you know, they brought me down, I guess, as guidance because they had a, a chick playing me. That wasn't me. Uh, that kind of looked like me back in the day. And she was basically saying I had issues with the whole time. Like she was doing it all wrong. Like. No, no, no. You can't just toss her sides like you're, you're Sarah Connor supposed to fight more than this because she doesn't. It's it's like it's a weird fucking scene. Um, and she was saying, yeah, the actress was doing things that Sarah Connor probably would never do. Like when she goes up to Terminator, she grabs like his free hand and not the one with the gun for some damn reason. Like it, it, none of it made sense. And but anyway, it's dumb. It's stupid. And it pisses you off. And then from there, it essentially just becomes a reboot remake of the first Terminator. It's like they're remaking it. Like, okay, what? Because they did d- a new timeline has started. But uh, anyway, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. Well, you know what they say. It's better to be pissed off than pissed on. 
I'm done with that whole franchise. It's it it's worth if you can watch it for free or maybe a buck or two, it might be worth it because if you can look, I kind of want to watch it again now that I have the stung is already worn off because it it's so offensive the first time you watch it because you can't believe they're shitting on your childhood <laughs> with what they do to the story. But now that I know it's already coming and the band-aids already ripped off, it's not as bad as the last two Terminators. It technically by default is the third best in the series. But like I said, that's not a very high bar. It wasn't, it was kind of automatically going to be that, right? Not a hard. Who's the antagonist in this one? Is it? uh... It's a new Terminator. Uh, They had to go Mexican this time because, you know, they're trying to represent. But, but he's not too bad. Like it's, he's better than the last couple of villains. And and at least it wasn't the female Terminator. (laughs) Dude. That was terrible. Well, that Terminator was fucking hot. I'd fucked her. Dude, she wasn't menacing at all. Was she like, I like your gun, or I like your car? What'd you say? It was really cringy. But anyway, yeah, so, no, but to be fair, the Terminator villain is okay. No one's ever going to stack up against the T-1000 and Robert pa- Patrick anymore. It's just... Yeah. Oh, he's an old piece of bubble gum. Fuck him. No, I'm just joking. But, but I'm saying, like, to be realistic, I'm like, you know, he's fine. He was okay. I didn't mind him. Um, when Arnold was on screen, you don't mind him. He's charming. But Arnold doesn't show up till halfway through the movie. Fuck that. It's it's Linda Hamilton's movie, right? Linda Hamilton is tits? like. No. <laughs> she looks like a leather purse, dude. Uh, Linda Hamilton. I'd, I'd like to see them tits. <laughs> why didn't they? Why did they make Edward Furlong in the Terminator? Dude. He's pretty fucking scary. John Connor is the Terminator. So Linda Hamilton is basically like the Terminator or Kyle Reese in this one, kind of. It's kind of a remake, a retread of the first one. And since they changed the timeline, there's another new quote unquote John Connor, right? In this in this timeline that's been created. You're saying fucking Linda Hamilton comes back in time to fuck her son? That is a great idea for a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it could have only helped. But anyway, you should watch it. The thing is, is... The action is, at least it is action. Like, pretty much the whole thing, there's, like, action going on. So, that's already a cut above, like, three and, and four. Um, so, it's it's a total popcorn movie. The effects leave a lot of room to be desired. Like, they're not as good as you would think a movie like this should be. Like, some of it's kind of, like, cartoony. Like, all right, that wasn't believable. Um, well, how does T2 look so good? And that was made, what, 91? Yeah, was compared like, to the shit that's coming out now. Well, the stuff they did in T two, man, they would they would use with green screens today. Like they really fucking drove a semi truck off that bridge, right? Yeah, that <laughs> and was they, awesome. And they used a real uh, stunt, like Edward Furlong, with a you know to be a part of that scene. I mean, like they don't do that anymore. I don't know if it's because it's cheaper to do it all CGI, probably, but it's also just liability. Like you know what, we don't want to pay for all the insurance it's going to cost for us to do all this stuff. Um, but who knows? It it is cheap. That's why it bombed. I just think people are over. The, the the franchise it's done they they bombed yeah. because we just had terminator genesis everybody hated that movie yeah and so it's like they yeah, that's true and then immediately after that like that movie was still in the theater still when the rights went up and james cameron got him back to his like what is it skydance is that his, his company um so while genesis was still in theaters it was announced that the rights finally reverted back to cameron and he announced that he was going to reboot it so obviously it took a couple of years for that to come out, but he announced he was rebooting it while the other one was still fresh and in the theaters. Nobody cared. It needed to go away for quite a while. Um, but like I said, with that said, it's not like a terrible movie. It's totally passable. Um, and it's at least a popcorn action movie. It's just don't get too pissed off at like 
they're shitting on your childhood, but it is what it is, man. Uh, but I, I will say this. It's definitely of this era. It is quote unquote woke as fuck. It's a female empowerment movie, which they kind of always were. Sarah Connor was a female, especially in that second one. Yeah. But this one is very much in your face. Men bad, women good. Men killed our future. It's all woman. The new savior is a woman. It's all it's it's a little heavy handed is what I'm saying. Kind of like the Marvel movies now. Does it show tits in it? There are no titties. Fuck it. There are no titties. But like I said, man, you guys should watch it and let me know what you think. I mean, I don't remember what I rated it, but it's it's not like it's it's fine. It's better than the last few, that's for sure. It's better than the last three movies. Uh and Arnold, when he is on screen, he's he's good, but he plays a different Terminator, right? Because it's he plays the one that killed John Connor at the beginning of the movie successfully, right? So and it's it's actually kind of an interesting story. I wish they would have explored more because after he completed his mission and he kills John Connor. <laughs> he had no way of getting back to the future. So he just, you know, ass- uh, assimilated into society. He got a job. He learned to be a human. It's actually kind of interesting. Why wouldn't he just self-destruct? I don't know, but it's actually kind of interesting. And he kind of learned to adapt and, uh, you know, the whole learning computer thing. And it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And when she meets him, it's a little off-putting because the movie's trying to be serious in tone. But yet, once again, they've let... Arnold be all the comic relief. Once you meet Arnold's character, everything he says is like really funny, actually, but it kind of argues with the theme of the movie. Like I, should I be laughing right now? Like (laughs) it's kind of weird that I'm laughing and it's, it takes away, but in the, the 30 years or 20 years or whatever, 30 years it's been, he's developed a sense of humor. He's developed all this stuff. So it kind of works in a weird way. So uh, it's worth it for Arnold and even Linda Hamilton, even though you don't really buy a 70 year old badass with a smoker's voice. Does Arnold and Linda Hamilton ever fuck in it? No, they do talk about Terminator sex, though. Yeah, like he could. But what if he has like a fucking gyrating <laughs> cock, like a Sibian? Like she could just uh, fucking he he just stands there. It it comes up because when she attracts down the Terminator who killed her son, he's living in the woods in like a rural area, and he's got like a wife and a stepson. Oh yeah, and he's like chopping wood. He drives a pickup truck. He has a business. He has a drapery business. His name's Carl. Amazing. So he's really like plugged himself into society. And uh, that even comes up the sex. Like, how do you fuck her? Like, how do you have sex? Like, our relationship is not built on physicality. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, basically, <laughs> like, she just wants, like, he, basically, she's happy with a male role model that does the chores and does the dishes and doesn't leave the toilet seat up. Like, <laughs> I would have written in sex. It's actually kind of funny. And it's actually like, and when you see all that arc, it's like, man, you know what? Why did they wait half, half a movie to get to all this? Like, I would have, I want to see this Carl Terminator's backstory because it sounds like a really interesting movie. They should have wrote it in that he accidentally killed his wife fucking her because, like, his semen shoots out like a shotgun blast or something and blew her head <laughs> off. Well, yeah, it just seems like his cock would be a jackhammer. Oh, yeah. Because he would never get tired, right? He, he would be the ultimate fucking man, right? Because he can actually outlast his woman, let her go all night long, and he's just on fucking autopilot. But, uh, no, I think why. A Terminator movie is doomed to never, ever, ever live up to part two is because every movie is a different Terminator. It's not the same one. Like everybody loves that Terminator that bonded with John Connor and Terminator three is a different one. It's like when I saw Terminator three, that Arnold was an asshole. You didn't like him. 
because he was a different robot with a different mission. And uh, he tried to outdo fucking, uh, you know, the the bad Terminator. But like, we didn't really. uh, Part two was great, despite like uh, the bad Terminator. Like uh, he was just kind of a backseat. It was all about uh, fucking, uh, you know, the old Terminator and John Connor. They're 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 fucking all up. Yeah, so I mean that movie was lightning in a bottle, and they can never recapture it because it was just a different machine. Even this one, like, and I kind of respect it too. I get it. And Carl, the new one, he's like a totally different Terminator. He's the most lighthearted out of all of them because we meet him, and he's been on, he's been living like a citizen for thirty years. So he's he's very chill. Like he is. He's very much like I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, he's like I'm now an old guy. He's chill. He wears flannel. He's got a dog, and he sits on his porch. He's like, look, I don't want any fucking shit, man. And he's like, over the years, and that's what he says. You'll 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 watch the movie and you'll see that he's been dropping her little hints. He wanted her to find her. He's been helping her like for years. He's like, basically, over the years, you know, after I completed my mission, I had nothing else to do. So I, you know, plugged himself into life and I, I, when he became a family man. He's like, you know, I learned, you know, what it's like to have a family and I felt guilty for what I did. Did he become? You know, they should have wrote in that he became the governor <laughs> of California. Just write it in there. Be I it. will say. Th- I will say this: the end of the movie. Like, here's the here's the pluses, Todd. If you want to watch the movie, the pluses are it is at least action through and through. It's not really boring, which is good, and the action is pretty cool. The violence is there, but I I don't think they. They were selling this movie on on being an R-rated movie. Arnie was anyways. Like, yeah, it's R-rated. It's got the blood. It's got the action. But I don't think they took full advantage of it. Like, dude, there's so many moments in this movie and the action sequences uh, as the not fucking phony ass director. That's in my head. I'm like, dude, this is, that would have been an opportunity for them to do this or do that. Like really use that R rating. Like, and make it, you know, like that classic shot of what's that Arnie, Arnie taking that machine gun to fucking T 1000s face, just blowing it a million, oh, yeah. like little things like that. There's like all kinds of stuff you wish they would have did. Um, but Whatever, it's a nitpick. Uh, it is, it is, uh, it moves fast. It does have action to it. Um, the story, I don't know. I feel like everybody that watched that movie is going to be like, man, they should have did this, or they could have went this route, or they could have did this. But it's not without its merits. In the end movie, they try and recapture the heartfelt, like, of the, of the moment of the second one, you know, because it gets you right in the feels, right? The self terminate. They try and do that shit in this one. And it falls a little flat. It ain't nowhere near like it was effective and into. See, if they took my idea, he could have tried to suck his own dick and blew his own head off to kill himself. It would have worked. <laughs> what you mean? Pull a trigger with your big toe? Well, this- Hell yeah! All right, he so co banged it. Yeah, speaking of franchises that uh, kicked the bucket, uh, Expendables Four. That's that's announced. I think, dude, that's been on and off for so many years now, and that was uh- why. Why would they even attempt that? At the, I mean. Sly is like in his seventies now. He's looking it, dude. He's like hit this weird curve where he really. Be- Everybody does, dude. Like my grandfather, he's like uh, he's Sly's age, right? And he, I swear, my grandfather looked great all the way up until like sixty eight or or maybe seventy. It's like, why wow, you look great for your age? Then out of nowhere, he crosses seventy and he just hit this curve, dude. His hair went fucking white and he started, you know, seeing it in his face and his voice became hoarse. Like what happened? And that's where yeah. Sly is now. Like he. Granted, he looks, he's still in good shape for who he is, but 
he definitely looks his age now. Um, and he he skipped leg day for the last thirty years, dude. He just focuses on the gla- <laughs> he focuses on the glamour muscles you see on camera. I think he's even admitted to that. Like he walks around on set with one of those like uh, forearm squeezers, like he squeezes this thing, or he does. Or oh, he yeah. carries around this little eight pound little rod. People say, and he just does forearm flexors because he's always got his. Uh, he's not young anymore, so he can't exactly walk around with a shirt off, right? Like Tango and Cash. He's not yeah. young, but where he does excel is his shoulders and his forearms. So he always has his shoulder, his forearms, his sleeves rolled up to the elbow. And so like, if you watch the more modern movies, you know, he's got a close up on the forearms when he's holding a gun or something. Right. See, and that's, that's his perfect. Secret. They can make over the top too. Like, of course he only has been working on his upper body. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That would be a fun sequel after like fucking 35 years over the top too. an old man Stallone dude, still on the circuit, the arm wrestling circuit. Uh, I'd like to see a sequel to Demolition Man. Me too. Uh, but anyway, if you see him uh, out and about or on Instagram, he's got tiny little chicken legs. Because, I mean, I don't blame him, dude. He's old. So he's just going to work out what he needs to to look good in the movie and what's going to be shown. So, I, I mean, more power to I him. I saw a meme on uh, Twitter where he was out, out and about shopping during the coronavirus and he was wearing gloves. And they're like, Rambo wears gloves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's funny, man. Uh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. He's doing his part at least, dude. I mean, I watched, was that, was that you that sent me that video yesterday about all the fucking military uh, vehicles going into San, San Diego? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, fucking National Guard and shit. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I'd still watch The Expendables 4, though. I mean, I, give it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll consume it. It's, the third one was a, a turd. It, but the thing, the they have to know it was hot garbage, man. They sold out to the man. They sold out to the man, made it PG-13 and catered and tried having all these young, hot people in it that weren't good actors. Is that bomb? It w- it had the, the threequel curse, like where the third one always does the worst. Like It, it seems like it always happens this way. Yeah. You have the first one, and the second one does the best, right? Because the first one garners some kind of like status or whatever and home video status. The second one does the best and it peaks. And the third one does worse than even the first one. It, it, it's every rush hour. Every trilogy is like that. Um, but anyway, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that's really all I got to talk about news, man. You guys want to hurry up and talk about what we've been watching? Riverman, let's start with you, man. Man of the hour. Oh, uh, I have a few movies I've been watching. Uh I've been mostly watching voodoo shit. I've been buying stuff here and there when it's on sale. Uh, I've been watching Lethal Weapon movies, one and two. Uh, watched uh, Road Games with uh, Stacey Keish and uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. Which was okay. It's like an Auss- Aussie uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, truck driver movie, which is it was pretty decent. Watched that. I watched Lighthouse, which I really liked. Um, uh, oh, Rambo Last Blood. I saw it in the theaters. Uh, Sleepaway Camp 2. I rewatched that because I love that movie. Uh, Revenant, which I finally got around to watching. That movie's fantastic. Still need to watch it, yeah. Um, Videodrome, which I've seen it, you know, probably about five times, but it's still one of my favorites. Long live the uh, new flesh. That's right. Uh, you're, you're, yeah. Okay. Uh, Midsummer. Oh yeah! Like we were talking about that in the last show that I was on, and uh, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was solid, but uh, I I wasn't into it as much as Zach was. But it was it was a very unique movie, and it you know I can see why people really enjoyed it. But American Werewolf in London. I've been watching a lot of the classics, pretty much. American Werewolf in London's donk. Aaron still hasn't yeah. seen it. I still haven't watched American Werewolf in London. Really? No. 
I'm just I'm looking forward to the new Top Gun movie. That's that's on my list. Probably got uh, delayed, dude. Was it supposed to come out this year? June. That still hasn't come June, out. Early July. No, huh? Yeah, I know. It feels like they've been promoting that and talking about that for a long ass time. Yeah, so I'm excited. It's probably coming out next. The thing is, is like these movies that were slated to come out early summer. They don't want to push them off to the winter because that's like dead zone. They want to like put them off till next summer. So it's like they're gonna get delayed a year. I've still never seen the original Top Gun. I've never watched oh, the whole thing. One of, my fa- one of my favorite movies. I have the one sheet on my wall now. Remember the Top Gun video game where you had to land yeah, the plane yeah, up, up, down? Utter shit. I never got past that part. Yeah, nobody did. <laughs> I never got past it. <laughs> and I, I remember, that's a funny story because I remember going over to this kid's house when I was in kindergarten. And uh, he had a, an NES and we would go over there and play Mario 3. And he had a... And I came over there and his brother or him was playing Top Gun. It was that intro level. And uh, I don't remember what, but he was in the middle of playing it and he actually landed. And then his brother tripped over the system and cut it. And he's like, I actually, and he had a little bit of a lisp. He's like, I actually landed on the ship. And he was so angry. He was so angry. <laughs> it's funny because I would be too, dude. They didn't explain it good enough. All you really had to do was make sure that your altitude matched the number it had recommended next to it. But you never noticed that because you're seeing the fucking blinking up, up, down, down, up, up. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid. So they never explained shit in those old games, man. They just uh, they just expected you to figure it out on your own, which is kind of cool too. Now there's too many tutorials, dude, in games. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. I've played a video game before. I did buy the, uh, they had it on sale on Voodoo, was uh, Drag Me to Hell, the director's cut. Okay. Which I've seen only once. I like that movie. So, I'm looking forward to checking it out again. I, I haven't watched my Screen Factory copy. Um, I need to, but I like that movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, yeah. What about you, Zach, man? What's been what's been new that you watched? I've been watching, uh, I, I got the uh, HBO app, so I've been watching that like a lot. I've been watching the, the new season of Curb. and uh, Nice. Tried to finish all of Silicon Valley because uh, that ended uh, last year or something like that. Is that pretty good? I, I haven't seen that. I enjoy it. It's it's fun. Yeah. I'll just check it out. Uh, fucking uh, our boy, uh, my judge did it. It's not animated, yeah, okay. which is weird. I think that was the reason why, because there was a time where they were going to reboot King of the Hill, but he was just so busy with that show, and I don't know if that's actually going to come to fruition. But I think the ship has sailed on that. But. Yeah, well, you haven't been watching any other flicks? No movie. I watched that that show on Netflix. I'm not okay with this. Yeah, okay, I watched that too. It was it was fun. Yeah, it, yeah, it suffered from the first season disease, though, where it's like, oh, it's building up, and then it ends really good, and you're like, oh, whoa, what's going to happen next? And then you got to wait a year. Yeah, uh, what did I what did I watch? What's that other one that just came out with a season, like On My Block or whatever? Like, uh, sometimes I don't even know these shows exist, and I'm like, oh, this is season three, and then I, I don't have to suffer from first season disease. I could just binge watch, like, three seasons or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I'll, I'll watch it again when it comes back. Uh, it's got that chick from It in it, uh, and the mm-hmm. Jewish kid from It. But uh, And I'm also watching uh, Better Call Saul as it airs this season. Eventually, I'll have to start watching that. Um, I tried giving it a shot, watched a couple of episodes, and I, I don't know what, maybe it wasn't the right headspace for the type of show it was. I, it's probably, I think it has to build. I think I have to invest a little bit of time into it, um, but I'll get around to it. I'm with you on that, Aaron. I was the same way. Yeah, and and it's supposedly from everybody that watched it, they're like, I, I, just wait. You got to give it time. So I just have to be in the headspace for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've been watching, you know, when we're stuck at home and we have... L- Riverman knows this. I talk about this in the show too a lot, but I'm real picky. You know, we work 
we're busy adults here. So I'm real picky when I make time to watch movies. It's usually before I go to bed, I can squeeze something in. So I'm picky in the sense that I'll see a movie that might look awesome, but if it's over two hours, like I can't do it. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm like, give me something that's like 90 minutes and it's going to be extra fucking alluring and and, and great looking to me. Um, And just also, I I don't take as many chances because like, man, this time's precious. I really have to, it has to be something I think I might have a good chance at liking. Uh, But since I've been off for nine days, that shit went out the window real quick. Now I'm watching every fucking bullshit movie I never made time for because it's like, what else do I got to do? I'm running out of movies. I know Zach has something to say about that because he'd be like, Midsummer. But regardless, I'll I'll go through the list. I finally watched that uh, Netflix movie, Bright. (sighs) I've heard nothing but bad things about that. It's... I I I was kind to it and gave it five out of ten, you know, because it's it's whatever. I mean, I was if I'm able to finish it and I it it doesn't like bore me too much because it's not really boring. I mean, you can watch it. It's just got all kinds of problems and it ain't nothing special for a movie that has the aesthetic as it does and the the idea that's behind the movie. It shouldn't be boring because it's a pretty interesting premise, I guess, but it just doesn't really uh, deliver. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I watched. You guys ever seen Eye for an Eye? No, no. Okay, uh-uh. it's this movie with Sally Field. Uh, basically, it's basically a lifetime original movie that got a theatrical release because it's like a lifetime style movie. Uh, this woman, Sally Field, her daughter gets raped by Kiefer Sutherland. He breaks into their home, rapes and murders her. Does and he have a big dick? He, I don't know. They don't show it, but he gets off in a technicality right early in the movie. He, he goes to court and she decides to take justice into her own hands. She starts learning how to shoot a gun. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of movie, mother revenge movie for her daughter getting killed. That movie was a fucking four out of 10. Uh, it, it was such a waste of a talented cast because it's got Sally field. Who's a great actress. Ed Harris. Who's a great actor plays her husband. Kiefer Sutherland's really great. And all of them, they're just in the shittiest. The, the script is so bad. And like all these great actors are delivering these fucking lines that I don't know. Any one of us could have written in an afternoon. And, uh, I don't know. There's this one scene where Kiefer Sutherland approaches her youngest daughter who's still alive on the park because he's kind of like stalking her now, mocking her because he got away with the crime. And he starts trying to get close to her like a uh, fucking five-year-old daughter. And he's uh, <laughs> and he looks at her and threatens her after he's playing with her on the park. And he's like, I don't normally like young pussy, but I'll make an exception. Like, oh, hell yeah. What the, like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, Sexy. <laughs> that's nasty it's i can't believe uh like i said they got a big budget for it so and what else did i watch i watched um a beautiful day a beautiful day in the neighborhood the mr rogers flick tom hanks um i gave it a seven Uh, it was tom hanks was fucking majestic in it he was great like every time he was mr rogers he was on camera he, he became mr rogers he did such a good job but like to me, the movie's biggest strong suit was also kind of its weakness because I was attracted to the idea that Mr. Rogers was a side character. It really wasn't about him. It was about the journalist that was interviewing him and doing the the, the piece on him. And it was he was the main character. Uh, but the problem is his arc is not nearly as interesting as when Tom Hanks is on film. It's just you're not you don't really care about his story so much. Uh, I mean, he's all right. His performance is all right. And his story's okay. And the idea of the script is really cool. Like, basically, he's touched by this guy that he doesn't understand. He's got his own personal problems. And knowing Mr. Rogers, 
and uh, ha- having his influence, he basically kind of comes to term and he makes him a better person. The idea on paper is cool, but it's just not enough Tom Hanks. But, you know, it's a seven. See, I always thought they should have porn name, like uh, a good porn name and it, where you're mocking like, uh, you know, real actors would be Tom Yanks and Queefer Sutherland. Queefer would be good. I like that. I'd be donk. Okay, so so Queefer has a pussy? Yeah, that'd be a girl's name. Okay. Or uh, like a, a transgender guy with a pussy. Like, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, fucking, I, don't uh, I don't follow these guys. But. I forgot his name. Okay, I bet you did. But yeah. Pull him up. That whole time, no. you were when you were saying that, I, I peed in, in some cups. Oh. I did a pee. Uh, I also watched, uh, you guys ever see that flick Daybreakers? No, huh? Sounds familiar. It's the uh, movie with Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, and Sam Neill. It's the vampire movie, kind of. Oh, okay. I've never. Is it getting good? Do you ever see that meme where it says Willem Dafoe and it shows him looking all mad, and then it says Willem Defriend and it has him with a smile? Yeah, I've seen that. It's funny. That's a dank <laughs> meme. Yeah. So the movie's it's got a really interesting premise. Um, I I, I thought it was good. It's kind of a guilty pleasure. I gave it a seven out of ten. It was fun. It was a fun popcorn movie. Um. And the idea itself was interesting. Basically, a virus, um, I guess, had plagued the Earth, and it turned everybody, the whole world, into vampires. So the normal citizens are vampires now. Like, they're holding down jobs. They, they're CEOs. They're working at fast food joints. They're all vampires. And it's, it's the outlying people, and the minorities are the humans. So... Um, but it's a, it's, it's a fun movie. It's fun. And Willem Dafoe's cool. And I mean, the, the, I, I'm a sucker for Sam Neill. I think he, chew, he chews up every scene he's always in in anything in a good way. Uh, I think he's a really good actor and it's, it's fun. I, I like it. Was this on uh, Netflix or? Uh, I might've watched it on Tubi, I think. Oh, okay. The porn star I was uh, trying to remember the name of is uh, Buck Angel. Buck Angel. Do a nice Google search on Buck Angel. It, it, fucking the most manly fucking man you'll ever see, and he's got a pussy. It's it's hot. I think you sent me this Buck Angel before. I think we've been down this rabbit hole. I remember. Let me look. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, it's all right. Don't you just um, want to tear that up? <laughs> looks like uh, yeah, Rob Halford or something without glasses on. It almost looks like Corey G in this one picture I'm looking at. Gross, dude. Oh, I watched. You see the picture where he's deep throating the mic, dude? <laughs> dude, no. All right. I watched that movie Gringo. I guess it came out like in 2018 and it's streaming on like Prime or something. It's fucking tonally deaf. It's boring and it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's trying to be all these different genres at once. That was like a four out of 10. Uh, and then I to wrap it up real quick, uh, my shit streak here. I finally watched Escape Plan Two, Hades, Todd, because I had heard nothing but terrible things about that movie. Ugh. I watched nothing but heard nothing but horrible things, dude. And I'm like, you know what? I I woke up th- th- yesterday morning. I was with the dog downstairs. I literally had like a couple hours to kill early in the morning and nothing to do. I'm like, fuck it. This is now or never. And I put it on. And I, granted, it was the kind of movie I was multitasking from. I'm like, I'll play with the dog. I'll feed him. I'll kind of do some dishes, and I'll have it running, and I'll kind of watch it. You know what I mean? Um, so it wasn't a movie I was giving a hundred percent of my attention to. It wasn't worth it. And, uh, that movie deserves every review it ever got. I gave it one star. I gave, <laughs> I gave it. So, and that's even being, it's really being kind me giving it two out of 10. Um, cause it's just, it's just shit on a stick. Then I watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That's one that I gave that three out of 10. I thought it was a turd. It's not good. Um, it's just, Beta. it's cringe. Yeah. I didn't like it, man. It was just, it was too heavy handed in the, the fan service rehashing all these old jokes and even then, all the jokes they were trying to modernize and tell that were dating it to now, na- 
they were still outdated. Like the emoji jokes weren't landing. All this stuff is like five years too late or whatever. It's that yeah, those guys are still living in the nineties, which, you know, it's fine. They're that's how old they are. It made it feel like Kevin. It made it seem like Kevin Smith was a boomer. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like your grandpa coming up to you now and saying, dude, we're getting Adele. I'm like, grandpa, what? That was fucking 15 years ago. What? But there's a lot of those <laughs> jokes in it. Like, what? You, like, I know you're trying to be current, and but that that those jokes aren't even flying now. You're like ten years too late. But I didn't like it at all. I thought it was I thought it was dog shit. What'd you think of Val Kilmer's uh, little nugget in there? It was clever. They got a role for him. He didn't have to talk. That was fucking hilarious. He's fat now. How's my mole? <laughs> well, it's clever because he can't talk and he's got those problems. And he played Silent Bob or whatever. It's it's fine. But I, to be <laughs> honest with you, I didn't laugh. Any, I didn't laugh once in the movie. I didn't think any of it was. Because you're beta. I didn't think it was funny. It was fucking dog shit. I'm tired. Kevin Smith's daughter, God bless her, and God bless him for wanting to work with his kids. I'm not dogging on him, but dude, she's she doesn't add anything to anything. And I don't know. It was just it was just shit. It wasn't good. And lastly, last night I watched it chapter two. I rented that. I paid two ninety nine and rented that. And uh What did you think of that fucking meme scene? We gotta well, talk about the meme scene. Hold on. Uh, first I'll give you my rating of it. I thought I thought this one was a little worse than the first one, even just a little oh, bit. Oh, what a beta. I mean, ultimately I gave it like the same, like five out of 10 middle of the road, but it's such a fucking mess, but it's, it's so it's fun for some reason, middle of the road. I mean, so like it's weird. I I think it's a little bit lower than the first one, but I still couldn't justify giving it a four or anything because my rule is look, if I can get through it and it doesn't really bore me because I heard a lot of people saying it was too long and boring. I, for a movie that was about three hours long, I was able to watch it. Like it actually surprisingly, I wasn't tuning out of it, which surprised me. But yeah, it's it's a little bit less than the first one, but overall, it's like middle of the road too. Uh, what what scene you want to talk about? Just what's the weirdest, goofiest scene that comes to your mind? We'll see if we're thinking it's, the same thing. It's the whole movie's a lot odder than the first one. There's just so many weird scenes. Uh, I I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be way more effective than it was. I mean, the whole thing's weird, dude. The fuck. This one had like a lot more stupid cartoony CGI in it that took me out of the movie. A lot more. What did you think of the scene where the the uh, homeless guy threw up on Tate and it started playing that song for no reason? Yeah, for one second. <laughs> it was like, a, what was the fucking song? Um, it looked like the meme thing that you see after the movie comes out, but it was just in the movie. Like somebody adds a song to the seed to make a meme, but it was just like that in the movie. What was the song? What was the song? <laughs> Angel of the morning for for no okay. reason. Yeah, it's it was weird. And it was like for like a second. And I'm like, I thought it was going to go. And it was at one of the darker time. There was a lot of comic relief going on in that whole scene where they're trying to kill the clown. Even when him and Bill Hader went to the whole doors again, the scary, not so scary, you know, whatever. They were being silly and they saw the dog. Oh, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Like, why are they doing that now? Now, see, I watched a bootleg of that and it was uh, really hard to like fucking watch because it was the frame rate was all fucked up and it was pretty blurry did the uh de-aging scenes look good or not with the kids they did not it was off-putting because not only was there um i mean with anything like that after you see so much of it for so long you kind of it's like the irishman it looks atrocious but after you watch it for so much so long you kind of are desensitized to it and you just accept it you know you get Mm. used to it Uh, did you see the irishman river by the way no, no. Okay, I seen it. so you don't really get the reference, but um, yeah. When I first saw him, though, I was like, "What the fuck?" I had to tell my company. I'm like, "Hey, look, those kids—they fucking obviously grew up <laughs> in that two years or a year or whatever," um, because they de-aged them, 
And I swear they got different actors to play some of the voices because it's not the same. Like uh, Finn Wolfhard, that was not his voice. That was a totally different kid. Like they'd have to do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's the worst part, right? They they had all these actors dubbing him. The fat kid Ben looked the weirdest up close. He was like de-aged. I'm like, well, he they couldn't get his face right because like I felt like his no, it felt like uh, the filter. He looked like he was wearing a Snapchat filter and he was moving his face away from. The- that's what they always look like. Yeah. And it looked like the fat kid was moving whoever was playing the act that the, the the new one. It looked like he kept moving his face away from the camera and the filter was leaving his face for a second. Like his nose wouldn't sit still. Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, if you watch the the Irishman trailer, like the first time you see Joe Pesci, it looks very fucking uh, video game like. Yeah, but you only gotta watch the whole movie. But you watch so much of that to where you eventually just kind of like ah, get desensitized by it. That's the way it was too. But it, it took me out of it a little bit. But I think. um I'm not so sure it might've been because I was watching it on like a four. I was watching it. On, I'm watching it on a really big, really good 4k TV. So that hurts stuff like that. I'm like, I was really focused in on it. Um, it might, maybe it wouldn't have been the same in the theater, but uh, yeah, that was off putting. And I don't know. I just don't think this one was scary at all. It had a lot more try hard moments, but it wasn't scary. It wasn't like, of I, course it's, it's not scary. We're fucking adults. We're not kids, but it was hokey though. The first one wasn't scary, but it was just hokey. Everything was hokey. Um, too much comic relief. And, um, I mean, of course they make Richie gay. Cause why? I mean, cause it's 2020, um, because I would suck the fuck out of that cock. I wanted him to be gay. I was open and praying for it. That Whoa. scene at the end where fucking, uh, uh, Pennywise looks at him and he fucking draw, he just goes limp. That was fucking uh, hysterical. I laughed my ass off at that. I can't remember what are you saying. Which part? And like whenever fucking Pennywise just opens his mouth and shows him his deadlights, he like fucking goes oh, yeah. in his eyes yeah. real back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell, you could tell he did that really on location, and it, I, I just laughed my ass off at that. Yeah, no, I, it's weird because it's just middle of the road. Like I didn't hate it, I didn't particularly like it. I felt like the cast was kind of wasted. Uh, Bill Hader's pretty funny, but I don't really think he was necessarily really funny in this. But what about the ending though, where they diss him to death? Oh, yeah, that was weird. They just like, hey, you suck. And he dies. They bully him to death. You're just a tiny clown. He's like, and, and and literally, dude, like we laughed when we saw him. He's all smushed against the floor. Like, what? It's fucking amazing. It was so silly. You look like fucking uh, well, the, the Power Rangers movie when you see uh, what's his name? Like laying in his fucking thing. And he's all old looking and shit. Yeah, Zordon. Zordon. Uh. But it was just really weird, and it was just uh, James McAvoy. I usually think he's a really great actor, but he was wasted in this movie. I, I just feel like he played less of a role, and 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 something was missing, and I couldn't put my I couldn't put my finger on it. But I'm like, oh, that's right. Like the wife is totally not in this because remember in the miniseries in the book, the wife comes back to town, and you know, and she's trying to like mm. help. Like they took out certain characters, which is fine, but I, I just. I found a lot of parts a little bit incohesive, like when they were doing all the lots of flashbacks, like I found myself like, okay, is this flashback before or after they defeated it when they were kids? Like I was having trouble, like keep, cause I think it was jumping all over the place. Um, I, I don't know. It was all right, man. I, I'm not in any rush to watch it. So again, so fucking Tate, he should have showed his cock in it too. Oh, I'll tell you what though, dude, that, that actor, that Tate guy, did they knock it out of the park, man? Casting that guy as an adult because he looks just like the kid that played him. Like the, he looks exactly like what you think he would look like thirty years later. Does he not? I thought they were all pretty decent casting. Yeah, they really. He knocked it out of the park. He literally looks like he'd be that kid's father. So it's like, wow. 
Um, back in the day, they don't give a fuck, dude. They had that. Uh, they had that one blonde fat kid playing Ben, and they cast him as brunette John Ritter. Like, oh, we don't give a shit if this looks nothing like him. You know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. which by the way, they they put the original Ben Tramer in this. Ben Tramer from uh, Halloween. Oh f- no, no, sorry. <laughs> I don't remember his last name. I don't know why Ben Tramer came out. Ben, though, um, fat boy, he's in this too. He had a cameo. Yeah, I remember hearing that. He was uh in that like boardroom scene at the very beginning. Like he's talking to, I don't know if it's Mike or it's it's one of the early scenes where they're setting up their new careers and stuff. But yeah, he's in mm-hmm. it. I'm like, that's the original guy. And it was funny, uh, because he's the only one that doesn't match. And uh, like I said, the the people I was watching the movie with, I was like, we were all pretty impressed on they were introducing all these characters and how well they were cast, like from their younger people. And it's like, oh, like, yeah, the Tate guy, like, that looks just like him. They did such a good job. Or um, even the, the redhead, right? Oh, she's that's a, that's a great casting. That's a good job. And then they show the original Ben, the blonde hair. And they're like, oh, my God, that's the fat kid. They nailed it. I'm like, no, that's that's funny you say that's the original fat kid, but that's not him. And then they show the new one. And it's like this uh, GQ model. I'm like, he doesn't look anything like the fat kid. Yeah, he had to get skinny. So that's going to be the hardest one to uh, to make look yeah similar but yeah it, it is what it is man uh james mcavoy is a bit of a disappointment in it too i'm like ah, i don't know but it is whatever i don't know which one's he he's um he's uh bill he's the main one. Oh yeah yeah it's just uh I and mean, he's usually a good actor like i like him in filth and i like him in a lot of things it's just whatever uh but i think uh that's that's all i got for new movies so what do you guys say we take a break and we talk about another movie that i don't know if i'm looking forward to talking about Ah, eh? eh? let's do it let's do it come on We'll be right back. Today, police made a shocking discovery in Poughkeepsie. A third body was found here today. A Poughkeepsie couple vanished over the weekend, seemingly without a trace. Do you mind if I film this? I'm making a little movie about my trip. and we're back and we're here to talk about Riverman's choice for flick and and as tradition goes Riverman you get to tell everybody what we're doing as if they can't read you know the title of the video slash podcast but tell them what we're doing and why you chose this and then uh maybe get us your it's your job as the person that picked the movie to kind of take us through it right and then we'll kind of chime in and talk about it as you go oh okay yeah putting a lot on you yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I picked uh, Poughkeepsie Tapes, which came out in 2007, which never made the theaters. So uh, the reason why I picked this was because I was walking out of a theater in 2007, and I saw the uh, poster on the wall, and I was like, yeah, Poughkeepsie Tapes, what's that all about? I went home, I watched the trailer, found it kind of interesting. 
and then it never hit theaters. And I was always like looking it up every year or two to see what the uh, status was with the movie. But basically, it got shelved. Uh, I don't know why they didn't end up putting it out. I could give you uh, reasons. Well, I kind of shut up, shut up. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming, but um, but. See, I think this this movie not coming out when it should have, like, uh, kind of fucked it because uh, they put out a bunch of movies that kind of outdid this one. Uh, absolutely, the the same director. Um, he also did a, a number of different movies like uh, Quarantine in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. uh, Devil, which was I've never seen it, but uh, As Above, So Below, and No Escape. So, I mean, he's done he's done some pretty. Uh, big films other than this this was seems like more of a um more of a student type of film i mean uh, mm-hmm. so I, I, I i picked i picked it up because i saw it on amazon and i was like oh i've never seen this i wanted to see it back in 2007 so uh that's basically why i picked this one out and this is the first time we all three have seen it so I got the trivia here for why it never came out. So it says, okay. despite having been completed and having had its theatrical trailer attached to several widely released horror films in 2007, the film was eventually pulled from release without any official explanation. It was later given its first official limited release seven years later in 2014 when it became available as a video-on-demand title through a direct TV, the film was finally granted a DVD and Blu-ray release through Shout Factory three years later in late 2017, ten full years after its initial planned release. And this was kind of a film like uh, back in the day, like in the mid-2000s, late 2000s, like a lot of the horror fans talked about it and how they were actually excited to watch it back in the day. It was leaked uh, for for like torrent sites in like 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. So yeah, people were talking about it. We all heard about it. It was it came out around that time when everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's so brutal!" And, and it got <laughs> yeah. that. Everybody was talking about that. So yeah, you watch it, you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be brutal," and it's, it's not that brutal. Yeah. Okay, I I can I can kind of sum up this film within one sentence. Um, I saw this online. The entire film was shot in 15 days. <laughs> that, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely shows. Now, when you guys were talking about, uh, yeah, people were talking about it and it was, it was, you know, buzzing. I wanted to quote Zach and say, why? <laughs> because I, I, dude, I just, this is going to be a different kind of cinema anima because there's not a real narrative here to discuss. We're this is going to be a short. No, it's a it's more of a docu series. Uh, yeah, it's basically set up like it's a documentary where they found a, a serial killer. They found a, a an abandoned like uh, fucking apartment building with all these tapes that he was filming, <laughs> and the whole movie is just us watching the tapes, but, and it's a bunch of footage so, of him. Like, here, here's my thing. I- let me let me go ahead and just explain the plot just so everybody yeah, yeah, knows yeah. <sighs> okay just, black they're up yeah it's just a bunch of footage of a serial killer uh the footage a bunch of talking heads like fbi agents being like yeah we tried to stop and we couldn't couldn't and then it, it flashed back and forth between the tapes where he's like kidnapping he, he kidnaps a kid in one part he uh he's torturing some uh a chick she like he's got her uh you know kidnapped and tied up downstairs and uh, yeah see 
the thing is what, torture zach he's like he has him sitting and bouncing on balloons like what is the, i was laughing my ass off like what the fuck am i watching at, at first yeah yeah for so for some reason like, what is this they decide to write it in that he's got a balloon fetish where he, he gets like, like prostitutes to sit on balloons and he films it that would have been more interesting i would have rather watched the balloon thing go on for an hour and a half personally yeah See, it- and these these actors are, I mean, they're not even C grade actors. They're probably Dude. F grade. They're shit. They're utter shit. Exactly. Because here's the th- here's the thing, guys. The uh, Blair Witch Project. This is not because no. get they sh- if if they're gonna go with the mockumentary style and they're really trying to. I don't know if they're really trying to convince people, but they had shit. They have to have the good actors for it to make it convincing. Even if we know it's fake, if it can be convincing and they can have all that conviction and have good actors that are really committed to it, but they had the worst fucking America's most wanted reenactment reject actors yep. I've ever seen in my life. That's why that's what kind of got me out of the movie like after like 5 minutes into it I'm like oh this is shit. It's so every time I they, they every time they cut to one of the the Poughkeepsie tapes of the killer talking, it reminded me of you want to be a movie star? That guy. You want to be a movie star? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was like, that guy has to be the director because he's fucking terrible. <laughs> he has he, to, he's uh, somebody that just got the job because he was there. That guy needed to not be terrible. The fucking killer needed to not be terrible. Um, that was the first moment I realized, okay, this is all acted, is whenever the first Poughkeepsie tape showed. And it was like, oh, they put a bunch of filters on it to make it look like it's a VHS tape instead yep. of just really degrading. Grading some VHS tape, and it looked like uh, every time uh, we watched a Poughkeepsie tape, and the way that guy was acting and he was holding the camera, it reminded me of one of those amateur POV porns yep. where they're like trying to act like just like some couple. Hell yeah! Like oh yeah, like yeah, you know, like uh, has Daddy's girl been naughty? You want to you know? It's, it was so cringe. Like oh, <laughs> and, uh, it, it was it was like all the rejects. Like a guy spent a whole day just on Pornhub taking notes. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, I, I just this uh, so when I when I started watching this, I was like, "Hey, I kind of see what they're going for." Because I had just watched a movie where they did the same thing, uh, a movie called uh, Lake Mungo. You guys ever seen that one? That, that movie's great. I really like that movie. Actually, that movie came out a year later, but you know, this movie never came out. It came out in two thousand eight. And see, what that movie did was like. I really I enjoyed that one because it was like okay they're trying to make a movie that's set up like an episode of uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so watching, the, but that one's more interesting because, like, oh, it's uh, you know, paranormal. Like all those paranormal episodes of Unsolved Mysteries were always the best ones and the creepiest. Yep. So uh, this one, it's similar, but it's like, oh, it's a killer. So uh, yeah, I was trying to like get into it, get into that mood, and it, this one just didn't grab me like that one did. No. Th- well, I can tell you guys that um, you know, I, I finish most movies. I like to just if I sit down, I'm gonna finish it. it whatever it takes for me to get through it, uh, I'll try and get through it. Uh, there's been a couple of movies in the last year that were just so bad that I couldn't finish. This would have been one of them had we not discussed that we were gonna do it for Cinema Enema. So I felt obligated, did you, <laughs> obligated to finish it. You didn't like it that I, much. I, I had to finish it in two sittings. I had to. I had to take a fucking break. I'm like, this is terrible. Mm. Yeah. And and I was, dude, guys. Hey, I mean, that, I don't, that's, that's one better than me. It took me three. Look, so I'm not, uh, <laughs> River, I gave, I gave Riverman spoil. I beat him to it. I texted him. I said, hey, man, I'm not going to give you spoilers, man, but I just watched your movie and I want to say, fuck you for choosing this movie because it was torture. <laughs> uh, but, well, I mean, the horror community was going on and on about it back in 2000s. I was like, I want to check this out. And it was, it was yeah. If I would have saw this before seeing Lake Mongo, maybe I would have like been like, oh yeah, maybe I would have thought like put it up on a pedestal more than it deserves. 
it uh it suffers from what a lot of movies suffer from if it's gonna try and do something and it's gonna try and be on a budget dude they they should have went hard in the right areas they they didn't go hard in the violence they didn't go hard in, it wasn't that disturbing it just all came off silly um they they weren't making up for what they lacked with other things at all it was well just, i think it came out like around the time when paranormal activity was big you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing well it's 2007 it was yeah paranormal yeah right so it might have fared a little better um but i just even against paranormal activity, like I, I can at least watch the first paranormal activity. At least, <laughs> at least I can sit through it. Yeah, that's way. It's way better. You know what I mean? It's like I, there's something going on here. Like that movie was just a joke. It literally felt like, um, you know what? I okay. This is no one out there is really gonna know what we're talking about. But Riverman, I came across that DVD of all those movies we filmed in high school, like Frito and the Bandit and fucking Lonely Ghost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. This felt like a bunch of kids like us doing filming this movie in high school. Yep. Like so sh- that just happened to have a lot of people helping them out. <laughs> and it seemed like the actors were like laughing at the end of their lines. Like I mean, they thought it was like a whole a joke the whole fucking time, which kind of I I don't took me out of the whole thing. I, f- I feel like we're jumping the gun if we start talking about uh, reviews and and what our thoughts were. But we kind of been talking about this day. There's not a whole lot to talk about as far as dissecting the movie. So I mean, I don't see a problem with just telling my issues with the the flick. So, uh, I mean, I I don't know. It was, I legit gave this movie fucking half a star. <laughs> I fucking hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I don't know how these movies get made. I don't know how much it cost him. Did he, did he fund it himself? Do you guys know the history or do you know the facts or? Uh, I, I don't know. There's not a lot of trivia. I just. The only thing I see is it had a very modest budget. That's the only thing I see. Yeah. I mean, I just, they weren't even clever enough to fill balloons with ketchup and mustard for, for like effects or something. They weren't even doing, I don't even remember any gore in this. Was there any gore? The most, are we, are we supposed the to be? The most gory scene was whenever he killed that girl that uh, he picked up in the cop car. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's just her spitting blood out of her mouth. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be, it's supposed to like. Just the fact of it being disturbing of him like picking up little girls and talking in a cheesy porno accent is supposed to carry the movie as far as being creepy, but it's not. It's not at all. Like, I mean, do you guys remember the exact moment you realize, okay, this is acting? The first, the first, the first minutes, scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the first fucking scene. It was terrible. It was worse than Unsolved Mysteries. It really was. It really was, man. It was terrible. Uh, I just. I don't know. I, I, I would have never, if I had a budget and I had to cast all my friends in the movie because we had no budget, I would not attempt this type of movie. <laughs> this is not the one I would do. Um, I don't know. Cause I'd rather have a fictionalized movie that was, you know, a, really trying to be a fictional story. And I'd, I'd rather have bad actors and something like that than trying to be a mockumentary and have terrible actors that can't hold their own. I don't know. It just, it was terrible. And they should have compensated and had it be extra disturbing with something. They should have made up for it. But it was it was terrible. It was boring. I couldn't get through it. The good, the one good thing about this movie, though, okay, we can all agree on. This. Oh, okay, the runtime is only eighty one minutes. Oh God, longest eighty one minutes of my life, Todd. <laughs> hey. It took me two. It, it did feel kind of long. Like, uh, <laughs> see, I, I watched it in one sitting, but uh, like, I I I left it till the very last minute. Like, I started watching it like when we had just that amount of time before we started recording, pretty much. Oh, just now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And I did notice, like, uh, at one point, I'm like, okay, this should be wrapping up soon. And then I paused it and realized, oh, I'm in the middle. It was one of those movies. Well, yeah, it was. You go on IMDb, not good. Uh, the reviews. Mm-hmm. 
This is a gem. Disturbing lost flick. Uh, can't get this movie out of my oh. head. It's like people love dude. this movie, dude. I I tell me about it. I was shocked because Zach, as you know, whenever I go on Letterbox, I I leave my rating and my review before I look at the communities. Right? I don't want to be swayed. So I left my half star because I couldn't go any lower. It will not let me go lower. And I wanted my voice to be heard. I didn't want to just say I watched it because when I see I watched it, no one puts a rating on there. To me, that doesn't say no rating. It means they're undecided. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I have to I have to tell the people what I feel about this movie. So I have to give it a half a star. Um, and I gave a little review too, but. I looked at the the rating average, you know, you can see on Letterboxd about how it stacks up with the whole community. This thing shockingly hovers around the middle. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Like if you look at the graph, dude, um, the most of it is in the fives and then the second most is in the sixes and then a respectable amount is in the sevens. Most of it's hovering in the middle to upper middle. I'm like, what are people fucking smoking this uh that reminds me of that movie megan is missing which is like kind of the same but i remember like i watched that it was really fucking hard to get through like uh, all the kids are like really fucking just like oh god i hate these people and like uh they're they're all saying shit and it's just like you're rolling your eyes and shit and then it's like you go online or you watch reviews of it people are like oh my god it's amazing film i'm looking at the reviews right now dude uh i don't get it Fucking four stars with a heart. Four and a half stars out of five. Truly a depraved little movie, and I loved it. Probably the most realistic found footage horror movie since The Blair Witch Project. What? It's crazy. If you go to IMDb, the first page is all tens and nines. Yeah. And this, one's, this one's great. It's brutal, brutal, brutal. Nine, nine out of ten. This movie is so fucking amazing. Uh, let's one see. of the most brutal horror films out there. It's like <laughs> you were watching a bunch of tapes from a serial killer. That's the fucking plot. <laughs> That's exactly what nine, it's like. Nine, yeah. Nine, well, it tells you the people that it's attracting, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lowest common denominator morons. Nine out of ten here. This person, uh, sickening. One of the most disturbing movies I've ever had the displeasure of watching. Up there with Cannibal Holocaust is the what? most soul-scorching found footage movie on the market. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> there is not a hint of fun. Well, I can't argue with him there. Or brevity. Or hope in this movie. The masked man in one scene almost made me have a heart attack. Mm. That's, is this Dave Mustaine writing that review? Hello. Oh yes. I look. No, I actually, I, I can't disagree with this line in this uh, nine out of ten review here. There is not a hint of fun or brevity or hope in this movie. Of course, they mean it as a good thing. I'm like, I, I was pretty fucking miserable. I wanted to kill myself. That's pretty much on point. Um, I think you guys, I think you guys hated it more than I did. I'd just give it like a four because I thought it was. I thought it was well, I. I, what did you give it? So I, I guess I gave it ha- I gave it a one because that's the lowest I can give it out of ten on Letterbox, and I don't want to give it nothing, like I said, because that implies like I don't know what to give it, and I wanted people to know. Fuck this movie. What do you, what do you give it out of ten? Uh, Come on. So Aaron texted me earlier to, today, asked if I watched the movie, which I told him no because I I watched uh, I tried to watch the movie three times, and it was <laughs> such a pile of shit. Which I got through it, and I saw you know she ended up. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But uh Oh, spoil it, please. Oh really? Come on. Oh, she ended up committing suicide in the end. Yeah, we can spoil it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine, out, nine out of ten, the final interview with Cheryl is truly heartbreaking and unflinching. A disturbing replica of every 2000s made for TV true crime doc. Basically, the end interview, she like uh, she has some weird fucking like uh, she's, she sings brain damage or something. And she says like, oh, yeah, I, I love him. I, like because he just le- he lets her go, basically. And they the interviewer and she uh, she's got like that fucking uh, Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends with her committing suicide. And then. Uh, uh, her last interview, she said, "Like I, I know he'll, he's coming after me soon." And then she commits suicide. But at the beginning, it shows that he he stole her corpse. So uh, she was right. She should have just waited a little longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> two two out of ten for me. It was it was dog oh. shit. But nine out of ten. Look at this nine out of ten review. Really, I can't say what the magic formula is here, but whatever it may be, it radiates disturbing vibes. I likely won't soon forget. The climax is drilled into my head, and the sinister events leading up to it cut me deep. Cut what? Oh my god! What, dude? I I got to see what the rest of these movies are that these people watch. I don't understand it. Like this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I've seen worse. This this reviewer says, I'll never watch it again. 10 out of 10. As a huge horror fan who is pretty much numb to horror, I found this terrifying. Terrifying. Well, here's the... Okay, maybe somebody that's totally... I have to, I have to imagine everybody that's rating it so high are just rookies with horror. I, I just... Or something. They have nothing to compare it to. I don't know, but... They're saying it's the scariest horror film I've seen. Okay, maybe my grandmother <laughs> would think that if she watched this, right? She also thinks Metallica is the most satanic band in the world. Well, and this was two months right. ago, which blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of these are, yeah, on Letterboxd, these are all new reviews, man, because the Amazon, they're like just all recent. Um, but uh, it's just, I get it. Like, the the bar could be, you could always have shit. But, like, dude, once you get below a certain level, shit is shit. I mean, it really is. Like, I, I, I might as well have been watching someone's high school movie. I got just as much out of this as I would that because I got nothing out of it. Uh, even movies that I don't particularly care for that Zach makes me watch. Pink Flamingos, which is empty oh, dribble. Oh, God. At- you see the whistling asshole there? Of course. Zach made us watch it like on repeat. Oh. He loved it. But anyway, <laughs> that movie at least does what this movie should have did, right? It made up for certain things in the shock factor. At least it was doing something. I mean, I still think it's shallow, but... If it was like Pink Flamingo's Light and it was all the same stuff with no story, but even the the gross out stuff wasn't even quite gross, it would be like it would be worthless. But at least we still talk about it. We're talking about the whistling asshole right now. So this movie had none of that. Uh, what's those fuck? What's the movie we have to do the sequel for? Necromantic, necro, what, necrophiliac. What is it again? Oh, you watched that Schizophreniac too. Schizo, schizophreniac. <laughs> yeah, that necromantic movie is ridiculous, dude. Okay, okay, so we're talking about schizophrenia. Okay, that movie is ridiculous, and that is all shot on, like, film, and it's, like, on a handy cam, but at least that has fucking scenes that we're just fucking laughing at. Like, what is going on here? That has something. This movie has no redeeming value here. Zero, I think. Especially when it was trying to be a movie that was already in a a, a sea of other movies like it that were just flooding the market. Like, this is not going to stand out. Like, why would you even attempt this, right, at, at that time? Uh, that's just my opinion. There, I mean, uh, to give these people credit, if they did a review in t- like the early or late two thousands, I mean, horror is pretty shitty back then too. So I maybe give them a break. But people that review it now, I mean, horror shit now. But I mean, there's way better independent stuff out now than there was back then. Yeah, I don't know. It it is what it is. But is there really anything else we could say about this flick? I mean, 
Besides that, it was not good. It's amazing. I, I yeah, I apologize for you guys having to watch it, but I mean, it was a movie that everybody was talking about, so I thought it'd be pretty interesting yeah, to yeah. do a review it's on something that fair enough topic. So I personally am curious as to what everybody else out there thinks of it that's maybe seen. I have a feeling a few of our listeners has probably seen it because I mean they seem to be really up on up on the up and ups with this stuff. But are we crazy? Like I feel like we have to be missing something because there's so many fucking off the chain reviews for it. But at the same time, there's three of us here that all thought it was dog shit. So I don't know who's drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know. See, I thought it, I thought it could have been like if it just uh, wasn't as boring as it was, it could have been like, oh, that was a uh, competent. Still not good, though, because like a five for me is like, oh, yeah, that was competent. I didn't feel anything watching it, but it, it it's a movie and it was competently made. Yeah, I. But but you said the key words there. If it wasn't so boring, I mean, yeah. If a lot if a lot of movies weren't boring, that's the worst crime a movie can commit. I'm looking on uh, 2007 IMDb, and uh, this movie, uh, horror wise, it was uh, you know it's the same year Hostel Part Two came out. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. Uh, the Girl Next Door, which was that Jack Ketchum movie. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so the torture type of porn thing was popular back then. The Mist, The Mist, The Mist is way better than this. Yeah, I love that movie. Spider Man Three. Okay, <laughs> random. Oh God. Uh. Well. Anyway, Death I proof. feel like after yeah after my last six or seven movies I've watched, including Poughkeepsie Tapes, I really need a baptism to cleanse the shit out of my system because I've watched nothing but shit. Um. It chapter two, when that's the best movie I've watched in the last three days, that's that's a problem because it's that wasn't even that was just whatever. Just call me um, Angel of the Morning. That was the, the great fucking meme. I it, dude, I was fucking lost. Like, what happened? It was weird. It and I, and I, I I was reading reviews for it after I got in watching, and other people pointed that out too. Everybody, everybody was talking about how at that scene they all looked around. Like, did that just happen? Did my brain just put that music there? Or was that really in the movie? It felt like like did they did. Were they going to go through with this and they just decided not to after a second and they stopped? Because it went for like a second and it was weird and it stopped. The oddest editing I've ever seen in a movie. It really was. And and people were saying like, you know, this would have been more funny if uh if Deadpool didn't do the same gag at the same time right before it. Right. Because I guess they did the same like the same song and everything. They should have different did a different song or whatever. And I don't know. I just I just thought it was weird. Um, Yeah, I don't know it. We'll see. Whatever. I mean, that movie sounds amazing to me right now after Poughkeepsie tapes, but uh, I don't have anything else to say about it. You guys want to wrap up? I'm pretty, I feel pretty disheartened and disenfranchised. Yeah. <laughs> Just that if they took all those Poughkeepsie tapes and uh, they could have recorded over it and uh, had the entire, uh, you know, like uh, law and order series in that big pile that they showed at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Didn't, uh, I know I made sort of an inside joke with Riverman, but that you want to be a movie star. That's a that's a thing, Riverman. I know yeah. about. Uh, but doesn't it? Didn't it just reek of uh, a Splitsville? <laughs> of what? Like a shitty, yeah, no, a Splitsville Productions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is a uh, yeah. It's a certain someone's uh, shitty indie short film company that I don't want to name names. So like brain damage films, where they're all shot on video cam. I think they already know if they listen to the podcast, there, Aaron. <laughs> it's lush, dude. Lush, lush. Right, the movies. Anyways, I didn't say anything, man. It, it, Hell yeah, dude! Lush had some movies on Amazon Prime <laughs> at one point. We were we were thinking about watching one. Hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> what? We're here. 
<laughs> no, I, 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 I hear, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, but it just, it is, it has had such a. I'm not trying to shit anybody's Cheerios, man. I'm glad they they got their movie out there, but it's just not good. I don't know what to say. It's just I had a miserable time watching it, and uh, I'm glad cell phones existed at that moment because I because <laughs> I was utilizing my phone for sure. I, I'd love to hear what uh, some of the listeners thought about it, though. I, I hope for they, sure. I hope they do watch because it's on Amazon Prime. So, uh, of course, you don't have to waste your money on it. But, yeah, tell us what you think about it. I'm I'm really curious about it, what yeah. people say about it. A hundred percent. Let us know what you think. Uh, because, like I said, I want to know who's crazy. The three of us, by chance, that all don't like the movie? Uh, or is it all those people that fucking seemingly love it? I don't know. Let us know. See, I was saying, like, yeah, maybe it just you had to be there at the time when it came out. And uh, all the hype around, oh, it's uh, like they don't want to put it out. They don't want us to see it. I, I can see that like clouding people's judgment, but people are watching it now and saying it's a nine out of 10. Dude. I mean, go on letterbox. These are all new reviews, buddy. Like all, they're all recent mm-hmm. reviews. Um, and it's disgusting, but anyway, let us know what you think. Obviously in the comments, if you guys are on YouTube and if you guys are on YouTube, uh, make sure you guys are subscribed, like the videos, uh, share us with people you think might enjoy the content as well. And if this is your first time stumbling across one of our videos, check out the rest of the channel because we got tons of shit. We got our, uh, BTM commentaries where we do film commentaries, obviously, and, and talk a bunch of nonsense. We have these cinema enemas, uh, on occasion, we do a deep end podcast There's Mac and Zach save the world. There's a lot of shows we have to offer. And, uh, if you guys also wanted to, if you guys are on YouTube, uh, click on the description below, we have links that'll take you, uh, to all of the podcast services. You know, we're on Apple podcast, Google play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. We need to get on iHeartRadio. We got to figure out how to do that too. I don't know if it'll help us, but uh, you know, even if you guys like and prefer YouTube, maybe at least go follow those links and leave us feedback, a five-star rating over on like Apple podcasts or Spotify or something. And, and, and a nice review that helps us uh, gain more exposure. And it's like the best currency possible for someone like us. It helps us gain exposure to uh, more people that are like-minded, right. And that'll also enjoy the show. Um, but just know we're on all those places and, uh, also remind everybody, if you guys are repeat listeners, that's all we can ask for. And we love it. And we appreciate the hell out of every one of you guys, especially all you guys that comment. I, I guess I better look for some comments too. If we have any, um, I'm, I, maybe I won't, I don't know, but, uh, what? Oh, do you mind if I say one thing before, uh, go for it? Um, so I'm going to leave it up to the listeners if they want me to come back and actually be on another episode this next year let me know and if not then next year <laughs> this of this current year so um i'll, I'll leave it up to okay. them if, if they think i'm shitty and they don't want me back on tell me that okay if they do then i'll i'll, I'll come back i'll talk to aaron i mean given given uh given the movie you made us watch can i vote against it no i'm just kidding i'm playing <laughs> no uh hey isn't that funny like if you guys are all good little boys and girls Riverman might come back before the end of the year what is this <laughs> Uh, and I thought you were going to say next month, <laughs> but uh, that would be cool. Like, even if you didn't want to record all the time, even if you came back for cinema enemas, which are just like monthly, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. that'd but, be uh, No, I, I really enjoy this format. This is kind of shoot the shit. Watch it brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. Yeah. It really is more old school. Um, but yeah, man. So let us know. I'm sure you guys won't have any problems. I'm sure you guys will want Riverman to come back. But uh, on that note, like I said, keep on listening. We appreciate everybody. Uh, we appreciate the subs going up. We appreciate all the feedback and comments everybody listens to. Um, if you guys want to support us any further, like I said, we understand we live in Corona times now. So cash be strapped, y'all. I get it. So don't feel feed. Don't don't feel pressured to like uh, do anything you can't do. But 
if the time comes where you are able to, we have a Teespring link that is below wherever you're watching us, uh, where you guys can go over and, and buy any merch. They kick us back a nice chunk of profit for every T-shirt we sell or whatever we sell. We got some great designs up over there, uh, pretty much covering all the bases and all the shows. Um, and if you guys want to go the extra mile, we recently put up and built a Teespring. Uh, sorry, not Teespring. I already said that. Uh, the Patreon, where, uh, you know, for the cost of what you would pay for a basic bitch coffee um, per month, we'll support us and it will allow us to get to a point where we can give you guys extra content, both on the free side, what we normally do and exclusivity stuff just for patrons. And uh, of course you guys are going to get all the content free. Everything goes up three days early um, and all kinds of fun stuff, but I'm not even going to try and sell that too hard. If you guys could just click on the link and, and just shop around and look at it yourselves and give us feedback on what you think. If there's any other perks you might want, you think are within the means that we can do. We're trying to keep it realistic, realistic. Obviously, you know, we're just a couple of dudes. Um, we want to be able to, give as much as we can humanly accomplish. And with the goal in mind that if we can hit a couple of stretch goals that you'll see on the Patreon, um, we'll be at a point where we can do extra content, X amount of content extra, and even get to a point where maybe we can even, the dream would be to be able to pay somebody else to help us edit, you know, to be able to fucking have even more content. I don't know. I mean, the sky's the limit, but check it out and let us know what you think. Other than that, that's all we really got. Uh, we hope to see you guys next time. Who is it? Zach, is it your turn to pick next? Um, I think it's still yours. Oh, is it? Okay, that's right. Because you went and then you, yeah, I had to watch Ken Park and then River. Okay, so I haven't decided what I want to do yet. We'll let you guys know as soon as, uh, I mean, if we get some Patreon support, maybe I'll throw a vote up there. Eventually, I wouldn't even mind doing that, like um, throwing the, the cinema anima polls up there. Because maybe it'll get kind of hard for us to come up with movies that we've seen and blah, blah, blah. But uh, we'll let you guys know what we're going to do next time around. And uh, stay safe. Keep your asses clean, wipe front to back, side to side, whatever you got to do, uh, and uh, try not to eat each other during these times. But that's all I got. Any last any last remarks? No? Going once? No? Nope. Fucking no. No, it's been a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye, puppets. Bye-bye, puppets.